This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Marketing Against the Grain, hosted by Kip Bodner and Kieran Flanagan. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Look, if you want to know what's happening now in marketing, what's ahead, and how you can stay ahead of the game, this is the podcast for you. Host and HubSpot's CMO and SVP of Marketing, Kip and Kirian share their marketing expertise, unfiltered in the details, the truth, and like nobody tells it. In fact, a recent episode, they titled Half-Baked Marketing Ideas. They got down in the weeds, talked about some outside-of-the-box campaigns with real businesses. Listen to Marketing Against the Grain wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Debbie Howard. She is the co-founder and CEO of Senior Living Smart, a full-service marketing agency focused exclusively on the senior housing and care industry. She's also a proud member of the Duct Tape Marketing Network for the last three years, so I guess we're going to probably talk about that too. So Debbie, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Such a pleasure to be here. So, so tell me how you got your business started. Not everybody wakes up one day and says, I think I'm going to start a marketing business that caters to the senior living space. So how did you kind of come to where you are now? Yeah, never my dream either, John. (laughs) Well, myself and my business partner, Andrea, we grew up in the senior living industry and we both started kind of at the single community location. I was in sales and marketing and Andrea was in operations and um, dementia care. And we just kind of rose through the ranks with some of the largest senior living operators, publicly traded companies in, you know, regional, divisional, and then national VP positions. And before starting Senior Living Smart, I was a national VP of sales and marketing for five star, which was the fifth largest senior living company. And, you know, we just decided that we thought we had something that we could bring the industry from the perspective of having worked in the industry and then translating that into solutions that were more realistic than what people were proposing who really hadn't grown up in the industry. Yeah. So it's funny. You were kind of on the other side. I mean, you were being pitched by people like you, right? Yeah. Now to, now today. And so did you have that kind of moment where you just said, what people are pitching us is not where, you know, we could do so much better. I mean, was it kind of that uh, aha, I guess? I think the aha was just that we always had to bring them the ideas. Like they were a marketing yeah. agency that just kind of said, oh, well, what do you want us to do this quarter? You know? Right, 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 right. And so because they didn't know the industry, they just didn't have that ability to come into the conversation with something, you know, innovative. And so we just found that the industry was just borrowing examples from other people within the industry. And, you know, we're not a tremendously innovative and (laughs) technology savvy industry. So if all that we're doing is looking inside of ourselves to get those, those ideas and concepts and marketing strategies, you know, we're probably just going to look a lot like everybody else. And it was very, just vanilla. It was all very generic. We thought there, there has to be a way to really, you know, elevate the conversation with, within our industry. You know, as anybody with aging parents will probably tell you certainly, and that's a, again, a lot of the people that are making the decision with their parents, hopefully it's a really emotional purchase, probably one of the more emotional purchases anybody will make. How does that kind of color your thinking in terms of, you know, marketing, obviously you're not marketing, 
a $29 product or even, you know, a very expensive, you know, course or program, you're marketing something pretty expensive, but also something terribly emotional. It is. It's so emotional. It's not transactional at all. And so the approach has to be relational. And I think that the difficult thing is you're really pitching to two audiences kind of simultaneously. So mostly, you know, for assisted living and memory care, which is more needs driven, your primary audience is the adult children, usually the adult daughter, John. (laughs) (laughs) The guys are like, maybe my sister will take this conversation. And so mostly it's the adult daughters or daughter-in-laws, but then you still have to have a compelling message for your future residents so that they're going to see the value and benefit of, of moving into a community environment. Whereas if you're dealing with, you know, active adult 55 plus, you know, Margaritaville, it can be a lot more aspirational, a lot more creative and a lot more fun. And those messages, the primary audience is then the, uh, the older adult who's going to be living in the community, but they're always going to have to be supported by, you know, their adult children influencers who still need to be part of that conversation. Yeah, well, when the decision's been made and it's time to call somebody to put the move together, you call the guy then, though, right? Oh, yeah, you call the guy. (laughs) Yeah, and when it's time to, like, sign the contract, pay the bills. (laughs) So, you know, you mentioned the idea that the industry was a little behind in the digital space, you know, like a lot of industries. You know, again, you talked about this relational aspect, the fact that there's a physical location as as opposed to, say, a virtual, you know, purchase. Do you find that... In some ways, while the they need to come into the modern age and digital is here to stay, do you also find, though, that some of the what we might call old school or traditional or offline, you know, kind of hybrid, yes. you know, approaches are a significant part of what you need to do? Yeah, it's definitely a hybrid approach. And, you know, certainly direct mail is still, you know, in the mix and is very effective. You know, our audience still gets the newspaper and still, you know, goes out and gets that mail and responds to it. It's just a matter of integrating it. So use of QR codes, you know, things like, you know, bit.ly's that can track the engagement, Eventbrite, other event type systems Mm. that you can get RSVPs where maybe the initial point might be a traditional marketing, might be newspaper or, or direct mail, ends up being a digital transaction. But the fact that it is so relational and it's so emotional means that you have to kind of be on all channels all the time, but with different messages. And I think that's really the compelling part. And the length of the sales cycle, especially with the you know assisted living, has increased their sales cycle by about 36%. It takes wow. over 200 days and 22 touch points to go from maybe a realization that I've got to have a different solution. Moms or dad's not as being successful at home as they were. They need a more supportive environment. 22 touch points in like 200 days to get to decision. And so there's a lot of marketing within those 22 touch points. <laughs> so, so, so let's talk a little bit about your journey some more too. You know, if you, what'd you start your business five years ago-ish? Actually, it was 10 years, but we just became oh, okay. a marketing agency five years ago. Okay, so- Let's start there. What's been the hardest thing as you've grown? And again, maybe it's like, well, next week is the hardest thing, right? But (laughs) what's kind of, what do you find that has always been a constant struggle for you? I think for us, it's just trying to differentiate and then Mm -hmm. scale. Uh, And I think that's really why we entered 
you know, into conversations around duct tape marketing network, because, you know, we were trying to figure it out on our own. We'd never owned a marketing agency. It wasn't our intention to do that. It was really just people kept saying, Deb, your background is all sales and marketing. We just need leads. We just need occupancy. Why don't you just focus on marketing? And so it was really external forces that kind of narrowed our our scope of our work, which was more general consulting in nature, operations and dementia care and everything else. So we landed about five years ago on, okay, all you need are leads. Okay, that's great. I can do that. We can do that as a team. But then we really lacked, I think, you know, having the system to scale. And, you know, to me, you know, we were looking for, okay, now we've got to figure out how to do contracts and what our processes is and how to document our ways of working and how do we make things turnkey and scalable and how do we onboard new clients and how do we onboard new team members? And we just didn't have the time to kind of start from scratch. And so duct tape marketing really offered us the ability to go into courses that are, you know, it's much easier to be an editor than to start from scratch. So I can go in and download something and then make it work for our team or for our industry. So that really became the biggest focus for us was I feel like we've licensed a system that gives us a framework and that framework resonates with prospects who most of the time don't understand marketing feels kind of fluffy into a system that they can really understand. You can't argue with the fact that you need to be on all these channels and they need to integrate. No one can argue with that. And it also gives us a framework as a team as well. Are you an agency owner, consultant, or coach that works with business owners? Then I want to talk to you about adding a new revenue stream to your business that will completely change how you work with clients. For the first time ever, you can license and use the duct tape marketing system and methodology in your business through an upcoming three-day virtual workshop. Give us three days and you'll walk away with a complete system that changes how you think about your agency's growth. The duct tape marketing system is a turnkey set of processes for installing a marketing system that starts with strategy and moves to long-term retainer implementation engagements. We've developed this system by successfully working with thousands of businesses. Now you can bring it to your agency and benefit from all the tools, templates, systems, and processes we've developed. To find out when our next workshop is being held, visit dtm.world slash workshop. That's dtm.world slash workshop. So as you've grown your business, what, I guess the flip side of what's been a challenge, what's really been the most rewarding aspect of where you are today? I think it's just really seeing, just seeing the results, you know, talking to, we're into our quarterly or our quarterly reporting and talking to, you know, clients saying, you know, thank you for bringing us, you know, these ideas that we would never have thought of on our own. It's, you know, it's really helped other agencies have just executed to what, you know, we've kind of laid out in terms of a roadmap, but you've really come in and said, Hey, why don't we try this? You know, whether it's virtual events that was totally new to our industry before COVID, it was all driving people, you know, into the community. And we had to, you know, reimagine that whole experience. And so being creative and innovative within a space that probably isn't known for being creative and innovative is probably, you know, the most rewarding. You have, you know, chosen a fairly narrow niche. You know, that's a lot of people give that advice for marketers. Have there... I'd love to hear your opinion. Do you feel like working in one very narrow niche? I mean, are there pros and cons to each? I mean, do you ever, do you sometimes wake up and go, 
oh, it's great. We got another new client, but wouldn't it be interesting <laughs> if we had a client that did, you know, something we weren't familiar with? <laughs> so, so I've, I've, I, again, obviously you're happy where you are. You love the niche you're in. That's why you chose it. But I'm just curious if you have ever thought to yourself, there's kind of pros and cons to that. There definitely are pros and cons. And I think you would go crazy in a niche industry, <laughs> John. You'd be like, I'm bored. I need to learn something new. You know, for us, we've grown up in this industry. We know it inside out and backwards. Yeah. And it just really makes sense. I don't need to go out and learn about, you know, people who have carpentry companies or car repair companies. It really is that expertise. I think where it can really be a con is if you allow it to get, you know, kind of that wash, rinse, repeat, yeah, yeah. and you end up, you know, there's advantages to being turnkey and to have, you know, some pa some packaged strategies that work consistently, but then you've got to tie into each individual client and really understand their personas, their better and different story. And then I think you have to constantly be intentional about innovation. And, you know, that's another thing I really appreciate about being part of the network is I don't have the time always to go out and demo a million solutions. I get pitched a lot. I'm sure you get pitched a lot. And to be able to go and have a network and say, hey, has anyone tried this? You know, are you using it now? Or, you know, can you give me some insight into how you're applying this? It's a great time saver but because we have to constantly be fresh to keep our teams engaged and to keep our clients engage for year after year, you know, from a retention standpoint. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm sure every industry has these players. I know that in your industry, there are people that focus on that niche also, but I, you're right. I think some people take that approach and think, oh, we can just template this entire thing. And we're basically just selling a product then, you know, without any strategy behind it. I'm sure you encounter that all the time, don't you? Yeah, especially like we have in our industry, some website providers that, yeah, you know, yeah. here's five templates, pick your website. They all look alike. They're terrible. They don't perform well, um, but people feel like it's an easy button and you're basically yeah. renting your website. You really don't own it. And so, you know, I think for us, we've kind of developed three sub niches. So we have the for-profit senior living space, which is rental. We have the not-for-profit, which is, you know, a buy-in kind of life plan guarantee. Mm -hmm. And then we've actually evolved into business to business companies that serve the senior mm -hmm. living industry. Yeah. So we kind of have three different sub verticals and that also keeps it really interesting and really fresh. Yeah. And one of the things that drives me crazy when I've come across some of those, like the legal profession is notorious for them as well, is that they also lock people into these websites. And then if you yeah. want to leave, it's like, well, okay, see you later, but you're starting from scratch now. Yeah. And, and people don't realize, you know, three, four, five years down the road, how damaging that's going to be for their business, do they? Right. They don't understand the consequences. And in our industry, they do two-year contracts, which auto renew, if you yeah. miss that window, you are stuck. <laughs> and we've had clients that have had to pay $60,000 to buy out so that we can build them something good on WordPress. And really, it just breaks my heart that that people are still kind of falling for that. Oh, here for, you know, $500, $600 a month, right. you know, we'll do your website. And then you try to get reports and they're like, oh, you don't need those. <laughs> <laughs> and then you try to like, we try to get into run Google AdWord campaigns and, we, and then the client finds out they don't actually own their Google ad account. Right. They don't right. have access to their Google analytics. This website company really owns them, which is not a good place to be. <laughs> well, I mean, it's basically extortion, <laughs> Yeah, you know, frankly. So let's call it what it is. So talk a little bit about 
the growth of your organization? Because you've shared some numbers with me or some percentages yes. with me, and you've had pretty significant growth over the last couple of years. What do you attribute that to? So, yeah, when I think when we first started, John, when we came into the network, I think we had four, there were four people. It was myself, my partner, and then one full-time person, and then one con contract person. And now, three years later, we are a team of 26 full-time employees, and then we do some outsourcing of copywriters, graphic designers, just kind of for overflow when our, our full-time team might get overwhelmed. So, and I would say, you know, bringing things in-house, I think when we first started, John, the reason we were able to do that is we did outsource a lot to some white label agencies that would kind of do the work. And, you know, that worked for a while, but honestly, I think as an agency owner, you know, we just came to realize that the only way that you can really maintain the quality of your work is you have to bring it in-house. And so making that decision was a huge thing for us. And, you know, frankly, conversations with you and other mastermind, you know, folks really kind of gave us the confidence to go ahead and make that adjustment. But we have, we, we double in size every year in terms of revenue. And I think a lot of that is we have found a way to, to make it scalable to leverage, you know, the duct tape marketing system, you know, mapped out the prospect journey. Retention is really important. So we have clients who've, you know, been with us for five years, which I think is unusual for, right. for agency life. But I would say that, the, the, you know, those are the things that have really kept us, I think, competitive. So you talked about, I think, coming up in the industry, but that you really have this approach where you want to continue to be innovative. You know, are there any trends going on that, that you've spotted over the last you know year or two that, that you've been able to take advantage of or that, or maybe they're even just, maybe it's just a gap in the market that people aren't filling. Yeah, there's a lot of gaps. I mean, you know, senior housing and care just, it seems to be kind of the last adopters. So probably things you were talking about five years ago in this podcast are things that our industry is going, hey, you know, there's chat and there's bots and there's these other things that kind of maybe we should try out. So in our industry, I would say 2023, really leveraging SMS is something that we have to do. You know, people just, that's where folks are, right? Yeah. Search social, email and text. And so I think building those types of campaigns and then really using video more creatively are two of the things that we're focused on. We just had a call with a vendor who was kind of, we're all trying to figure out about the anonymous traffic, right? And the traffic that we can no longer track and we can no right. longer retarget. And, you know, I think that's going to become an increasing need is, you know, I think right now we can only probably track and retarget to about 30% of our website traffic. You know, Google Chrome is kind of the last bastion and only 50% of people are on that and 40% of those folks block the tracking. And so really you're down to about 30%. And so things like being able to reverse, you know, IP match back to physical addresses or using longitude and latitudinal to get a household address, <clears throat> whether that's to serve up direct mail or to mm -hmm. even serve, you know, ads to the devices that reside, at, you know, at that house. I think some of those types of things where you're really blending that hybrid marketing yeah. model and really personalizing, to your point, it is a relational sale. And you've got to personalize that journey down to the individual and their motivation and their time frame and what level of care they're interested in. And so I think the better job we can do with that, the hopefully the more we can impact that very long sales cycle to build trust a little bit quicker. 
You know, it's funny, uh, of course, this is going to come to SMS and it's certainly email marketing, all the privacy, you know, things mm -hmm. that are coming out there in terms of what you talked about retargeting. But it's funny how the old school direct marketing, you and I have talked about this. I mean, I can, you can go buy a mail list that has a lot of data on it that <laughs> you could never get or capture or track or keep online. And I think that we're going to maybe see a resurgence of direct mail because of that. Totally. I mean, we can get, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess for us, it's a good thing. I don't know. But we can get ailment criteria. So I right. can purchase a list of people who have certain, who have self-identified and have agreed to share certain diagnosis, Alzheimer's and dementia, and, you know, all of the things that typically trigger the need for a more supportive, you know, environment as people age. And, you know, we can even look at, you know, uh, people who have a senior in their home. So mm -hmm. we'll be able to know that this person is probably taking care of a family member. And we know that there's a time frame where there, that may not be possible. And we can have a very specific campaign that just goes to those households where there is one senior within, you know, within a household or people who have different, you know, diseases or certain needs. It's amazing uh, how much information there's no privacy on the list side. And if you have a really good, we have a great list guy. <laughs> Yep, yep. So, so, and again, this is, you've been very, you've been a great member of the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. You've been a great collaborator and share, and I appreciate you saying kind things that you say about Duct Tape Marketing. Having said that, what are some other places where you get personal development, business development? Where are some places you like to turn for that? So I do listen to a lot of podcasts and webinars. I would say just from a timing standpoint, um, the in-person things, unfortunately, have certainly minimized in our industry. So it's really, Every, it's yeah. reading and it's webinars and it's podcasts. I would say, you know, even look, listening to master classes, they have amazing master classes, yeah. which are, you know, you can always find those nuggets in, in those types of learnings, I think. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't commute anywhere. And so I sometimes find it tough. I'm not a person that can sit down and watch a video course. I just, I get bored yeah. very quickly, but I find that like going out walking, you know, or driving for a long distance or something, if I ever end up having like a trip that I'm making or something, that's really where I can consume a lot of audio content. But, but I do find it, I, this is really sad for a podcaster who's done as many shows as me to say, I don't listen to many podcasts because I just don't, I, it hasn't worked into my, my, you know, my habit. Well, you're a big reader though. I am a big reader. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I think you read and listen at the same time. So you're doubling your intake. I do that sometimes. You're right. You've heard me talk <laughs> about that. Um, yeah. It's not really that it's not a, I'm not listening and reading two different things. I'm actually listening to the audio <laughs> version while I'm reading it. And so I feel like I really retain a lot more by doing that. So Debbie, I certainly appreciate you taking time to stop by the duct tape marketing podcast. You want to, is there anywhere you want to send people if they want to, if they heard this and they thought, oh, I'd like to follow that Debbie or connect with her anywhere you want to send folks to learn more about what you're doing? So probably LinkedIn, I'm very active on LinkedIn. That would be a good spot or on our website, seniorlivingsmart.com. Awesome. Well, Debbie, hopefully we'll run into you one of these days soon again out there on the road. I hope so, John. Thank you so much. Hey, and one final thing before you go, you know how I talk about marketing strategy, strategy before tactics. Well, sometimes it can be hard to understand where you stand in that, what needs to be done with regard to creating a marketing strategy. So we created a free tool for you. It's called the Marketing 
strategy assessment. You can find it at marketingassessment.co, not .com, .co. Check out our free marketing assessment and learn where you are with your strategy today. That's just marketingassessment.co. I'd love to chat with you about the results that you get.